everybody and welcome back to my podcast Esme's Country Life. First off, I just want to say thank you so much for everybody that all the basically all the love on my previous episode or my first episode. I kind of started this as like a little bit of an experiment to see what you guys thought of me starting a podcast and there was an overwhelming amount of you that just gave so much love to it, like the amount of um, downloads it's had and rates and also just it was so lovely seeing so many of you resharing the podcast on your story, even like showing me like where you were listening to it. So a lot of people were listening to it on the train, on the way to work, or people were listening to it while mocking out their horses. So carry on tagging me in your stories. I'll love to reshare like a few of them because I had so much fun just like going through your comments and my DMs, seeing what everyone was saying. But yeah, thank you for all the lovely comments. Um, today's episode is going to be a little bit of a different one because I thought I'd kind of recap you on what I've been getting up to lately because life has been a little bit wild. It's been very different. Um, the country girl has left this to the city. Um, I've been in Birmingham and I've been in Paris recently. So I thought I'd talk about that. I'm also going to another city this weekend. Um, I'm going to Belfast and Dublin for my book tour. So I'm sure I'll be talking a little bit more about that in the next episode of what I, what I kind of got up to. But anyway, where should I begin? So um, I thought I'd start off talking about what I've been getting up to with the cottage because you all love the cottage updates, you know, what I've been getting up to. And as I said before, we've been doing a lot of painting recently. And something that I've kind of come to the conclusion of is that I am an angry painter. Now, I'm not like an angry person. Like, I feel like I'd never get angry. Like, if I'm ever have like a discussion with someone or I'm not happy about someone, I am a crier. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but if I'm upset about something, I don't get angry. I just, I just cry, which probably isn't the best when I'm trying to get my point across about something. But for some reason, I am an angry painter. And I don't know if it's because I like, especially with things like painting, I do them very quickly and maybe not as carefully. So um, I have I have to be very strict with myself while I'm painting, especially things like the wooden panelling um, in the bathroom. I had to be very careful with that because um, I would, at the beginning, I did everything a little bit too quickly and then, you know, the paint starts running and it looks not, not so good. So um, with a roller, though, I can go quick, bam, you know, you don't have to worry about the paint sort of running as much because the sponge on the roller kind of soaks everything up. Um, so yeah, I kind of came to the conclusion that when I'm rolling, I just do it very fast and I press really hard as well. So by the end of it, like I had so many blisters on my fingers and like my arms were aching and my back was aching too. I don't have a very good back, um, especially with the ceiling. I feel like the ceiling, I'm probably the most, I want to say like, I don't, I don't want to keep saying angry because I'm not an angry person, but with the ceiling, I probably had the most sort of grit just because painting ceilings, it's more than a workout. It is a, it was a horrible process. I, I'm so glad that I've almost finished all the painting now. I think I've got one more ceiling left to do, which is in the hallway and that's pretty high up. So I don't know if I'm even going to be able to do that. If I'm going to be able to reach, like I wouldn't say I'm a short person. I'm five foot five and a half, five, I normally say five foot six because I feel like five foot five and a half is just a little bit too, you know, specific to say. So I kind of round it up. Um, but no, I'm like kind of average height for a woman, I guess. But I'm going to have to get a big pole to do the ceiling. Although I did have a pole for the downstairs um, living room, for the d- living room, but I did break it from my angry rolling. I don't know what it is, but yeah, when, I, when I'm rolling the ceilings, you just have to have a bit of a bit of anger to get it done because it's like, oh my goodness, this is like my arms are aching. I'm tired. I'm going to have to keep getting off my little step stool and getting the paint going up again. But to get through that process, like I'm making it sound like 
painting a ceiling is the worst thing ever. I'm, there's a lot worse things in life than painting a ceiling, but yeah, I just get a bit angry. Anyway, enough about the cottage, enough about that. Um, that's what's been happening. We've got um, someone doing some brick slips in the fireplace. So I feel like that's going to very much transform the room. But anyway, back on to me leaving the countryside. So as I said, to start with, um, I thought I'd talk to you about my sort of wild 48 hours of being in two major cities. So um started off in Birmingham and that was for the National Equine Show. And this was the first ever show, the National Equine Show I've ever done. I mean, they do, they are the people that sort of organise the National Running Show and the National Cycling Show, but it's the first time it was ever like a horse show. And it was also quite different because there were no horses involved. So before the show, I think everyone was a little bit like, oh my goodness, what's this going to be like kind of thing. But actually, I think it was, it was so well run. I had a lot of fun. I think people really enjoyed it as well. It's like a good time of year being in was it March yeah March (laughs) I'm losing track of time here life's been a bit crazy but yeah it's in March which I feel like is a good time because I feel like the equestrian world really kind of goes to sleep as soon as New Year rolls around like as soon as Christmas is done a lot of the horse shows like winter horse shows kind of finish and even like I know a lot as I was talking about in my previous episode like the January February marches um, or the JFMs when horses just get a little bit spicy a little bit excited that time of year I feel like a lot of people especially at like the eventers um, give like kind of just turn their horses out don't really ride them or a lot of people that have their horses in like higher work or full work kind of reduce the hours that they're riding their horse that kind of thing so also we know this because I am like a little bit of a nerd when it comes to like data analytics, that kind of thing, of the channel of my social media, that kind of thing. And something that we know from Google, if you search up the term like horses, there's this like little data thing that you can look at. And we know that the term horses that's searched up on Google, which is also YouTube, um, plummets or like people just don't search it as much in January, February, March. So that's quite a cool little piece of information. But anyway, I thought it was a really good time of year for the horse show because I feel like end of March that's when everyone's kind of or March springs around the corner everyone's kind of starting to crack on with their horses it's like the event season starts again and a lot more shows are happening and the weather's just generally a little bit better here in the UK or should I say not as bad as it is in the winter like we have the mud season here we're on clay and pretty much from end of August if you're lucky maybe November to we always me and my dad we have a bet on it every year we always say like try and guess what will be the day that we roll the fields because there's like one day or like maybe one or two days where we live where the the fields are perfect for rolling or harrowing or any that sort basically flattening it down um because if you do it too early then the tractor will get stuck in the mud and it will just be a disaster but if you do it too late then um the ground's already hard it's concrete you know you're, you're you're using this heavy old roller but it's not going to be flat so yeah as soon as it's rolling day we're like oh my goodness action stations it's rolling day get the tractor out go 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 so um yeah i'll let you know on my i'll let you know on my social medias when it is rolling day because i feel like that for me or that as an equestrian is the first day of spring but anyway back to the national equine show um so it was a really good time of year to have a show there aren't many shows in March that I can think of and it was really nice they had obviously had like a big old shopping area that you could go around and it was really nice I got there very early I was like there 8am before the doors were open so I kind of had like an about an hour to zoom through the shopping area have a like a little look around say hi to some of my sponsors that kind of thing 
get photos. And then um, the majority of the day I was doing meet and greets, although um, it worked out really well because right at the end of the day, I had um, two different talks. One was on a panel where I was talking. It was, I think it was something called like, so you want to be an equestrian influencer or something like that, which was really fun because I love talking about my job. It's obviously, you know, I love talking about horses, but it was nice to be on like a panel with people that also do what I do um so it was really nice talking to Georgia and everyone else and I feel like when I go to shows like that I always get along so well with other sort of equestrian social media content creators because we all kind of do the same thing and not everyone kind of understands like the ins and outs and I don't know just like the behind the scenes and we can all like relate to a lot of stuff that we go through because and I think in the panel we were talking about sort of the ups and downs that kind of thing but obviously there are so many more positives that outweigh the negatives and I'm very very grateful to say what I do but no that was really good fun and then I had like a little fireside chat with Rosie Tapner I've met her quite a few times we're quite good friends um I think last time I saw her was at Blenheim so that was really nice had a bit of a little catch up beforehand and had a little chat on stage um but oh yeah I also had a meet and greet there as well I say a meet and greet I was pretty much meeting and greeting throughout the day but I did have a nice lunch break I had a really nice um security guy that made sure that I had toilet breaks which doesn't normally happen at my meet and greets it was so well organized I feel like I always get really nervous when it's somewhere that I've never done a meet and greet before because um there have been a few times in the past where things have got a little bit crazy a little bit wild um so before when I ever do like a meet and greet at somewhere new it sounds bad because I don't want to be that person being like oh my gosh like so many people are gonna come but everyone always underestimates how many people there are so always make sure like I try to be like okay we need to make sure there's a queuing system we need to make sure that everything's done fairly and um they they listened to me really well and that was really nice like everything was taken on board and it was so well organized and so that was incredible that was such a fun day very exhausting but really good fun um but yeah as soon as I finished my chat with Rosie which was the last thing I was doing um we had a bit of a mission impossible a bit of a okay we need to we need to get to the airport because I was invited to Paris Fashion Week with Stella McCartney, which still saying out loud does not seem real. Um, and I think it was kind of like a last minute, not a last minute thing, but um, the way everything was organised, because I knew I was doing like the National Equine Show way in advance and that was on the Sunday and then the show with Stella was on the Monday. So it was literally one thing after another. And they, the team from Seller emailed me being like, look, can you make it? And we were like, oh my goodness, like racking our brains. Like how on earth are we going to get from Birmingham to Paris in how many hours? I think, yeah, it was about 4.15 that I left Birmingham. And I think we got into Paris in the end about one in the morning. And the show started at nine. And then obviously before nine, I needed to have all the time to sort of get ready and make up hair, outfit, that kind of thing. So we literally, we were looking on all the different websites for flights, like how are we going to get there? So there were no flights from the Birmingham airport or any airports like up north. So we're like, okay, we're going to have to drive down south to get get a flight there. Um, we managed to get the last flight out of Heathrow in the end to Paris. If not, me and my dad were like, look, if if we miss our flight or we can't get there, like we're going to get to this show, whatever. We will drive to France if we have to. But luckily we got there in time. The traffic was all good. Um, if the traffic had been bad, we probably would have been driving to France. But no, we managed to get there in time. It was all good. So we were really lucky with that sense. Um, also, we were like, oh, if we could, like, we were even like thinking, like, should we try and like book it with a 
like more budget airline that's likely to be delayed because then like we won't miss it but the only flight they had left was british airways and they're known for being quite on time but the flight i think the flight was on time but we got there in time so it was all good anyway got to the hotel finally about 1am had a few hours sleep and then um i got the outfit at the hotels that was really lovely a lot of people actually so many people have asked me if I got to keep the outfit unfortunately I didn't she still needed the outfit for like extra shows or extra things and it's not like it was made for me either because um it was all like a bit of a last minute kind of thing if I could come so um but no I to be honest I don't think I would have had any other opportunity to wear that outfit like nothing would top going to that fashion show wearing it like where am I gonna wear it like I'm not going to be wearing it, you know, out to the horses, out to my local pub for lunch, you know. (laughs) Anyway, um, if you didn't see the vlog, I would recommend watching it. I don't want to be that YouTuber that's like promoting their stuff, but you can really like see a little bit more of the behind the scenes of what I got up to, that kind of thing. But the show was spectacular. I sat there with um, Matt and Yessa or Matt Harnicky and Yessa Drent. If you don't know them, they are also equestrian content creators. Um, they both live in the Netherlands. Um, so it's really lovely to catch up with them. I think it was actually the first time I ever met Yessa, but I'd m- met Matt multiple times before. I think I first met him in like, what, 2019? We've crossed paths a few times at horse shows and stuff so I had them to sit next to and I also sat next to Stella's daughter so that was really lovely who watches my videos so had a bit of a chat with those lot um I did feel it felt very strange because I went from sort of a big fish in a small pond kind of at the national equine show to going to a fashion show where um there was a lot of paparazzi sort of taking my photos and things but the amount of like famous people that were there was pretty wild um but yeah also yeah didn't really talk much about the paparazzi that was very weird because I kind of turned up and then just all these people started taking my photo which was very strange haven't really had that before um but I think I I just told myself it wasn't like oh they're here to take a picture of me because I'm Esme it wasn't anything like that it was in my brain the only way I could sort of rationalize it was oh they're taking a picture of me because I'm wearing Stella's clothes and obviously they can you know see the Stella outfit and the bag and that kind of thing and they're like oh she must you know Stella's dress so she must be important kind of thing so um there was this one guy and he was like oh can I take some photos of you in the road and I was like okay so um there was one point where I was literally standing in the middle of the road in Paris and this guy was like taking photos of me and videos and that kind of thing so I was a little bit worried I was gonna get run over but it was all good but yeah I just walked on in had sat down found Matt and Yessa they were sitting next to me and Yessa was actually really cute because with my outfit I did have a coat but throughout like I decided in the end even though it was quite a chilly day I decided not to wear my coat because I wanted to kind of show off the outfit um and I didn't realize that you know we were going to kind of be I wasn't sure if we we're going to be inside or outside. We were kind of, I was going to say we're outside, but we weren't. We were in an indoor like horse arena. So it's not like it was heated or anything like that. So, but I think because I was like, I wasn't, oh, I don't think I'd say nervous. It was like, that, you know, that sort of weird nervous excitement where you're just like buzzing. Well, anyway, I think because I was just so excited, I didn't really actually get that cold. I think I just had the adrenaline pumping through my veins that it was all good. Um, but no, anyway, yes, I kept offering me. Um, his jacket which was really cute but um, anyway yeah we watched the show which was absolutely fantastic first time ever at you know a fashion show Um, all the pieces were really beautifully designed and we were all sitting there being like oh that looks like that and that looks like that kind of how um, the fashion was incorporated kind of into equestrianism and of course at the fashion show 
there were horses. So um, they kind of had to keep it very top secret that there was going to be horses at the show. Um, I knew before, which was very cool. Um, so anyway, um, it was really nice because I think a lot of people had been at Paris or a lot of people that were there had been like at Paris Fashion Week like the whole week it was near the end of the week they'd probably been to so many shows and it was so funny because they'd probably like been to thousands and then there was me like really excited like first ever fashion show um like for them it was probably you know going down to your local supermarket but for me this was just crazy um but yeah it was so nice seeing when the horses came in like everyone suddenly like their spirits lifted they were like oh my goodness like started smiling and not cheering but you know everyone was like oh my goodness like oh my gosh that's so cute like that kind of thing which was lovely um it was also really nice to see that they did like natural horsemanship and how it was a really good part of equestrianism that was kind of broadcasted to the media I think a lot of people especially that aren't horsey that maybe live in towns or cities don't understand that horses at the end of the day are domesticated animals it was also really nice to see in the performance that the horses like lied down because if you're not horsey you wouldn't know that but um if you're horsey you know that horses are prey animals they are um flight animals as well and for a horse to be lying down in such a sort of um in a position where they're so vulnerable they would only do that if they feel really safe and they feel um they must really trust also the um trainer that was with them too so that was really incredible to see it was so well done um and it was also nice how they brought the fashion to the horses rather than the other way around so the arena that they were in i believe is the second oldest like riding school in Par- in Paris or in France. Um, so that was really cool. It was in like an indoor arena that we were in. I felt, no, I didn't feel bad for the, for the models because, you know, that's their job. That's what they do. But it was, I felt bad when like their heels were sinking into the sand because they were obviously walking along the sand arena and walking in heels in a sand arena. You'd never think, you know, they were kind of sinking a little bit. But yeah, they all looked absolutely stunning even if they were their heels were sinking in the sand a little bit and um yeah the lady that I was in like email contact with she said oh like make sure that at the end of the show you wait there because you know Stella wants to say hi and that kind of thing I was like oh my goodness she was like I kept getting emails being like Stella's so excited to meet you I'm so excited that you're coming to the show and I was like girl I'm so excited that I'm invited this is wild so I had a really lovely chat with her she came over I was like hi Esme I was like oh my goodness it was crazy but no she was really really lovely had a little bit of a chat about the horses about the show that kind of thing and um no so very very lovely lady and um yeah just a very mind-blowing wild experience to say the least um but yeah and then straight after that it was like okay we need to get home now so after a bit of lunch walked to the Eiffel Tower got to the airport actually on the way to the airport we, we were like okay let's get the train to the airport because the traffic was really bad um we actually accidentally took the wrong train out of paris so um that wasn't great my even though i got an a in my gcse french it failed me to be fair i think i was so tired i was gonna say jet lagged but you know there's not there's like an hour difference in france i was just so sleep deprived there we go that's the word that um yeah i accidentally got it was i was at the right platform got on the wrong side but there we go we managed to get off the train got back to Paris then got the correct train to the airport um and yeah we needed to kind of race back because um it's we needed to kind of get back to Joey doing work with him because he's kind of in he's I was gonna say he's in rehab he's not really in rehab but we did all the rehab with Joey when it came to like walking and things on the ground just because I know he's the sort of horse where if as soon as I kind of got back on him he would be raring to go, he'd be wanting to trot, he would be wanting to canter, and obviously he wasn't um, back 
a few well, about a month ago now I think it's been a month since I've been riding him I kind of kept that a little bit not quiet on my channel but I had like previous videos that needed to get out first and then it took me a while to film and edit the video that was going out announcing that I was riding him again because that was also kind of like a bit of pressure as well because I know that there are people being like oh my gosh you're babying him too much why are you taking everything too slow and then there'll be people that will be like oh my gosh you're like going way too fast with him you're rushing him too much and I think at the end of the day like in the equestrian world there'll be so many different people that judge you for whatever you put out on social media and I think not everybody knows the full story and for me with my horse I'm taking all the advice that from like my trainer from my vets from my physios all that kind of stuff so um I felt like we've taken Joey at the right pace and um we basically we did all his rehab work kind of like in walk getting him moving again after he was still on box rest at the time because um a lot with Joey's injury was down to um, his wounds healing. Like he couldn't go out in the field in case he got an infection. So we kind of had to wait for those to heal. And we didn't, it's not like there was any internal healing either because he didn't hit a tendon. But anyway, I've ta I talked a lot about Joey's recovery in my previous episode, but he's doing really well. I've been riding him for, yeah, just about a month now. Um, obviously taking everything nice and slow, doing some walking, doing some trotting. We're now finally at the stage where we're doing some cantering. So He's been doing really well with that. It's not so much like getting, because we did all the, as I said before, rehab stuff, like getting him moving and feeling good again in the, in the walk um, in the arena. But now it's kind of like, okay, he's fully healed. He, we've got the all clear from the vets. Like he's looking fab. It's just getting his fitness back. So that's why we're taking things slow. Not necessarily because he's got like an injury that he can't bear weight on or anything like that. Like he's got the all clear so no that's been going really really well so I should really try and get an up another update video out um soon that I've been filming today actually I had a had a lesson today so that was really good fun um but no we like we I just keep being so so surprised at how well he's sort of taking it he literally feels like my normal Joey so I never thought I'd say that but that's incredible. Actually, after that, I had a really nice chilled week. Um, I was going to say I had a week off. I didn't have a week off. My parents went away. So, and I was also going to say I house sit, but I'm actually kind of living here at the moment. So I was just living here and being with the horses, that kind of thing. So I had a lot of editing to do, but I had like a week off filming and I had a week off um, like business meetings that kind of thing so it was lots of just like creating content myself at home and lots of editing we like also like I thought I'd talk a little bit about like what my average day is because I get asked that a lot and honestly like as I said before like it could be going to Paris Fashion Week or mucking out the stables like it is very varied what I do in my job and a lot of it is down to like what the weather is like so if it's proper raining then I probably won't do that as a filming day unless like I'm in an indoor or something um that'll probably be more of an editing day so a lot of the time like if someone's like oh can we have a business meeting or that kind of thing I'll like check the weather and be like hey when's it gonna rain or like in the winter if it's dark I'll be like can we do like four o'clock because that's when it's dark so um I don't have to I'm not gonna be filming then because there's no light unless I'm doing something like this where I'm kind of inside but anyway um so it is very very varied and I feel like um it was quite nice to have like a more chilled week um just spending time with the horses I mean I still was working as I said before but um also um my boyfriend's parents were away at the same time so we had the dog here at the house all the time or if you didn't know my boyfriend has a really cute dog called Ruby she is a um golden lab or yellow lab or she's more she looks white basically she's not a very yellowy lab but she is very cute um we I've, it was very fun just 
walking her every day playing games like a lot of people have always asked me like will you ever get a dog I would love to get my own dog um right now I'm quite lucky in the sense that Ruby kind of like I know she's not my own but I treat her like she's my own she's just adorable and she had so much fun like coming up to the horses as well like while I was mucking out she would just kind of poodle around sniffing around she loves Duke's toy Duke has this like actually it was Joey's toy to start with and then Joey got a bit bored of it I don't know if anyone else's horse like this horse toys to be fair we gave him so many other like toys and treats and things while he was on box rest like he didn't mind losing that one um it's like a little ball with a handle and we gave it to Duke for a little bit because Duke's been going through like kind of like a teething phase so Duke is my horse from World Horse Welfare if you didn't know he's a little Welshy um and he is teething at the moment because he's he's around two I think he was born around like May, June 2020. So he's coming up three. Is he coming up three? No, that is crazy. He's, But anyway, he hasn't lost his baby teeth yet. Um, and Usually they apparently horses lose them around age two. So we've been waiting for this for a while. So he's been not bitey, but he's been like, he likes, he's in that kind of baby horse I want to chew on everything phase so um we decided to see if he liked Joey's ball and he loved it so that's been in his stable for a while so as I was mucking Duke's stable the other day um yeah Ruby came bounding in and was like oh my goodness this is the best thing since sliced sliced bread she loved that ball which she is one of those dogs where she will destroy most toys like most toys they're they're gone so I don't know if that's Labrador thing or a Ruby thing or just you know some dogs are like that they just any toy is like let's destroy it but no so she had a great time I mean she was I think she found it a little bit difficult to wrap her chops around the ball because it was obviously designed for horses not for doggies um so she like squeaked a few times trying to getting a little bit frustrated but when she realized that there was a handle she was like carrying it by that and she had so much fun I um would play with her in the sand school I mean I still do but I was playing with her in the sand school and like I brought all her toys out so I brought her frisbee out which she loves um she has like other kind of things um too and no her favourite thing was Duke's toy. I'd throw her frisbee, which normally she absolutely loves. Would do anything for, thing for her frisbee, but no. Her Duke's toy, Duke's ball, that was it. That was her fave. So we had a good, good play in the arena with that. Also, something else that I've had a lot of questions about is my hair extensions. So um, I thought I'd talk about this just because so many of you have asked about it, especially being like a rider, like how I wear it with my helmet and all that kind of stuff. So I've wanted hair extensions for a little while um, and um, I, it was actually kind of like not a big risk but um, I actually went to a different hairdresser to have it done literally like the Friday before I went to the National Wine Show and Paris Fashion Week so it tied in well because um, this new hairdresser that I had I was like look do you think you can do it in time for Paris because that would be incredible and she managed to get it all sorted like get the hair and that kind of thing um so but yeah I've been wanting to have it done for a while my previous hairdresser didn't do hair extensions that's why I went for a new hairdresser so um, I felt like a lot could have gone wrong but she did an absolutely incredible job I am in love with it um but yeah as I said before I wanted hair extensions for a while just because I naturally have really thin hair and like when I was really young I've always kind of wanted long hair but my hair is just that sort of hair type where it doesn't grow beyond a certain length so um decided you know what give it a go see how it goes obviously like a lot of questions I've been asked is about the maintenance and how it's like a little bit 
bit more maintenance compared to your normal hair like that kind of thing so um i have tapes if you're wondering there's two different types you can get tapes or you can get I can't remember what they're called because obviously I don't have them, but they're like little, they look like little beads or little bands. Are they called bands? Um, but my hairdresser also, she rides. So um, she recommended tapes for a horse rider just because they lie flat. Um, obviously this is audio, so you can't really see, but um, yeah, she's blended them in really nicely. So you can't see them at all. And also you can't really see where my natural hair begins and um, the the hair that's, hair extensions kind of begins and ends and that kind of thing um obviously sorry that that i really messed that up obviously you can see obviously you can't see where my natural hair ends and you know this hair extensions sort of begin so she has done a really good job of blending it also one of the other reasons why i decided hair extensions would be good for me and my job is because a lot of the time if i'm getting ready for photo shoots or filming or that kind of thing obviously you want your hair to look good so I would use heat not like all the time like I was very heat conscious about not using heat on my hair because obviously it's quite damaging but now a lot of the time like especially if I just want like the ends to be straight or that kind of thing I'm using the heat on not my hair the other hair so that works out really well um I also have found like um because you're not supposed to wash your hair as much with hair extensions and at first I thought that was going to be the most difficult thing because I was a wash my hair every other day sort of girl and now I'm on a wash my hair every five six days it depends what I'm doing like there may be like the last I know that sounds really gross and my mum is like she's one of those people that washes her hair quite regularly and she was like oh my gosh has me that is disgusting like how how can you leave your hair that long but if you put a bit of like dried shampoo on your roots when you go to bed it kind of soaks up a lot of the oils well that's what my hairdresser recommended and it seems to be working um but often like I I feel like I'm I've been doing it kind of like a midweek kind of wash so if I have something going on at the weekend like my hair's all nice for the weekend and then like also what I've been doing lately I've been doing a lot of painting so I've just been putting a bit of like oil in my hair and doing a bit of an oil mask and basically just putting my hair up in a bun on the last kind of few days before I wash it because I've been painting and that was one thing I keep forgetting that I have long hair like as I was painting I got um there was one point where I got a little bit of paint in my hair so that wasn't great but I managed to wash it out it was all good it was a water soluble paint so it was all good I'm trying to think of other questions that I got asked because like even my friends when they saw my long hair for the first time they're like oh my goodness like asking all these questions I mean I wear I wear my head hair to bed in at the moment in two like little braids or plaits either side and I posted a picture of my story I think it was the night I was flying to Paris on my story of my hair like that and somebody I think it's because I had dry shampoo on my roots as well because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to because my I only had big dried shampoo like in a big old can and we didn't, weren't putting any luggage on the plane we just had hand luggage so obviously you can't take big old can of that through um passport control or security kind of thing um not passport con control can't put that through security so anyway um I decided I'd spray my roots um because you're not supposed to rub any that you just kind of spray them and then kind of like leave I mean I think I did rub it in a little bit because I didn't want to look like weird 
at the airport i mean i feel like at airports you can get away with anything like there'll be people drinking at 5 a.m there'll be people dressed up in a full-on suit there'll be people dressed up in their pajamas so or dressed down in their pajamas so to be fair in an airport anything kind of goes but i thought you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna rub in that dry shampoo a little bit um so yeah put my hair in two braids and someone replied to my story that i look like goody adams if anybody of you any of you have watched wednesday on netflix that's like her great no sorry I don't mean to spoil anything but great great relative and um yeah that's what I think every night when I go to bed and put my hair in two braids or two plaits I think Goody Adams there she is but um apparently it's also quite good to have it in like a side ponytail maybe I'll do two little bunchies I guess because at first I was just a little bit nervous because I'm not used to it I think at first I was very like gentle and very like I I still am very gentle when it comes to brushing it but at first I was like just a little bit too much but now I'm a little bit more like oh yeah just give it a bit of brush that kind of thing um also you're supposed to use like sulfate free shampoo and conditioner so that's what I've been using um it'll be interesting to see like of my, my natural hair like its health if it improves or gets worse because I've heard, heard like mixed reviews with hair extensions I've heard quite a lot of people say that hair extensions have like saved their hair because they're not washing it as much they're not you know um using as much heat on it and it's actually like grown underneath a lot of people have also asked me how long I'll be keeping them or how long like they have to be redone I think they have to be redone redone about every eight weeks I think the um what's it called the bd plastic what, what I keep I don't know what they're called what are they called not beads they're definitely not beads um, the ones that are in like little bunchies that are not tapes I think those can go a little bit longer tapes it's better to have them done more regularly so I think yeah mine get redone well they will be <laughs> I haven't had the re- them redone yet I haven't even had them eight weeks yet but in eight weeks they'll be redone so um hopefully that all goes well I'll keep you updated but no it'd be interesting to see if it makes my hair healthier or unhealthier I'm hoping healthier because I've seen loads of like TikToks or videos of people um being like this was like my hair before I had hair extensions and then they kind of let it be a bit natural with the hair extensions and it grew a little bit more but I'll keep you updated I think that's all the questions um the only question I the only thing that I'd say is downside is because why I would wash my hair so regularly is obviously when you're mucking out your hair absolutely reeks so I've tried out a few different um concoctions of trying to stop my hair getting manky and so far uh wearing a shower cap works the best you do get a little bit warm or wearing like if you have like a bubble at the moment it's winter and I feel like you know I'm very lucky that I keep my horses at my parents or at home so if I'm wearing a shower cap while mucking out my horses I don't look like I've lost the plot but if you go to a livery yard or a riding school that kind of thing and you're mucking out um could be a bit more of an interesting look I mean you could wear a bubble hat over the top of the shower cap um or you could just wear a bubble hat and wear up up in a bun and be like an egghead I mean that's kind of the look I go for quite a lot but um that's what I've that's what what seems to be working for me um we'll see how it goes there might be a point where I'm like okay because a lot of people ask me how long I'll have them for and I don't know I'm just vibing with them just seeing how it goes um there might be a point where I'm like okay I'm fed up with this long hair it's getting too annoying now but at the moment I'm really liking it and it's just a lot easier for filming and styling and that kind of thing so yeah I'll keep you updated on that now I feel like one of the things I get assumed about me quite a lot is a lot of people think I'm probably like an extrovert because you know if you've listened to this so far on the podcast you'll know that I'm quite a chatty person I mean I can be chatty but I'm also like a very 
I wouldn't say I'd say I'm probably quite a shy person I'm one of those people where when you first get to know them like they probably come like I probably come off as quite shy I feel like a lot of it is just me kind of reading the room a little bit like what are these people's sort of sense of humor and that this is how all my friends describe me I don't want to be like oh my gosh I'm the funniest person ever but I feel like I'm very quiet and then like as soon as I start to warm up I'll just say like a one-liner and they're like cool this girl can chat or like oh this like you know she's added to the conversation kind of thing so I'd say that's kind of what I'm like a little bit but also if you get me chatting about something that I'm you know passionate about like horses that kind of thing like I've been talking in this episode like you can't get me to shut up so um I'd also thought I'd talk about sort of like social life and things because I feel like at the moment I'm in my grandma era because I don't know if anybody else is like this please say it's not just me because as I said before I am like a bit of an introvert I love chatting to people I love going out like I will never turn out like going out with my friends they're like oh do you want to go like get a meal out at a restaurant some drinks that kind of thing this evening I'm like yeah sure I'm up for it like as long as I'm free like I feel like with my work I'm quite lucky because I work for myself I try and work during the day because that's when all my friends are kind of working and then I have like my evenings off so as soon as it's like 7pm that's kind of my okay I need to stop editing now as me get away from the computer you need to stop or your eyes are gonna go square Um, and I'll go and like see my friends and that kind of thing Um, but I am also because I am an introvert I do get like some people if you're an extrovert get really energized by um you know seeing friends that kind of thing and I feel like I do until uh, it gets to a certain point in the night and like don't get me wrong my friends know that I love them but then I'm like okay I'm I'm ready to sleep we even have a joke in my friendship group that I do this thing called cocooning so I will literally put I often have some sort of hooded thing on like if I have a hoodie the hoodie is going over my head if I have this is often on the car ride back from somewhere to be honest if I'm not driving I'm just like fall asleep I've been I am notorious for falling asleep in the car um or falling asleep just anywhere really or if there's like a blanket like I think this is especially when we would see each other when the lockdown rules where you could see people in groups of six outside so we'd all sit in like a group of six outside with like blankets around us that kind of thing um or you could only eat at restaurants if it was outside so I think that's kind of how my cocooning um phase came about but yeah I feel like I'm in my grandma era because um I just I just it gets to a point in the night and I'm like yep I'm ready for bed now like a great night for me is if I've been out had some fun you know been with my friends and then I'm in bed before 12 like I think maybe I've I think it's because of I don't know I feel like that just is me through and through like I'm not like a big party animal um I I like I went out like a few times with my friends before COVID kind of happened because I turned 18 in June 2019 yes I do know how old I am um but then like I feel like I'm not like prime going out stage because I am definitely obviously UK age for going to clubs that kind of thing going out is 18 in the UK don't want to get anything mixed up with my US audience or other countries where it's a different age um where it's 21 so yeah I guess in the US like I'm definitely not in my grandma era being 21 but um I don't know like obviously all the clubs and I don't know restaurants bars that kind of thing were all closed when um I was 18 or freshly 18 and didn't really go to uni so or even like my friends that were going to invite me to their unis and we're going to go out together and that kind of thing but didn't happen because of covid and yes one of my friends has finished uni now so that's wild and then another of my friend one uh, different friend um she's in her final year so 
I better I better go up and see her at some stage before she finishes uni. If not, I mean, my brother's at uni, but I don't really. Like, I love my brother, but you know who? I don't, I don't. I don't know. Is it weird to go out with your brother and his your brother's friends? I don't know. That's probably not really my kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm in my grandma era. I'm just. I you know I live in my little cottage in the countryside. Um, I love doing I don't know baking and just chilled like my scrapbooking I've got a little scrapbook like that is a great night in for me like I, I think because my job is so much chatting to people and talking and that kind of thing like by the time the evening rolls around I'm ready to just like curl up in front of the fire <laughs> make myself a cup of tea um but yeah let me know if you're also someone who is young like younger and or in like their 20s and they're sort of ready to be in their grandma era because that is definitely me still I like I'm the first person to say yes when like my friends like do you want to go out to get something to eat or like do something but if it involves staying up later than 12 p.m I will probably somehow make my excuses and go to bed because I wake up early like us horse girls we wake up early you know to do the horses that kind of thing I mean I, I could never be one of those people that go out there I see so many horse girls they go out at night like and then they're like awake till 3am have two hours sleep and then they're jumping in a class at 6am like I need your energy I I am a girl that needs their sleep so if I could have some of that then um, let me know your secrets (laughs) because I yeah like on a show day I feel like I make it such a big thing though like on a show day like I need to have a nice early night I need to have like my day planned out knowing like when I need to bath the horses especially having greys plaiting up all that kind of stuff like I, I couldn't imagine just rocking up being like yep yeah, let's go <laughs> so yeah let me know what you're like I, I like I, as I said before I'm a chatty person like I love people I'm a people person but I do need to have my time in a dark not necessarily dark actually just a very quiet room of my own <laughs> just to recharge read my book something like that talking about books before we finish the podcast as i said before i'm going to um dublin and belfast for my book tour it's very exciting i'm also um sorry to be that annoying person plugging their stuff i've also got another book to, i'm also doing like a uk kind of england version um so i'm going to be at waterstones in blue water and also waterstones in piccadilly london which still blows my mind because apparently the waterstones in piccadilly london is the biggest bookshop in europe so there we go very excited to see you all there i feel like there will be really lovely chilled meet and greets as well because it is a ticketed thing there are only so many people that can fit into the shop so um i'll have a lot of time to chat with people i hate it when there are like not not that I hate it that there's loads of people you can never complain about that it's always very lovely to have so many people turn up but I feel bad I'm like such a people pleaser I feel bad if I can't talk to people for ages and answer like everyone's kind of questions so I think that would be really lovely just to be like more one-to-one with people have a bit of a chat it's not as kind of rushed so that would be really lovely I'm really looking forward to that but um I've probably chatted for way too long now I feel like we've talked about so many different topics which I feel like is actually quite a nice thing like obviously I started out being like okay like it'll be quite cool to talk about country girl leaving the city but um with my brain I go off topic quite a bit I I come up with lots of different (laughs) ideas and things to talk about which I feel like is quite you know that's just how I chat with my friends I feel like the best conversations when you're chatting with someone is when you start talking about something and you go totally off topic and then you completely forget what you were talking about in the beginning because you're just so in the conversation but um yeah I thought like it has been really nice chatting about 
everything really i feel feel like in like it'll be really nice to have some other people like on my podcast like my brother's home from uni now so maybe i can drag him into a podcast chatting about what it's like having me as a sister hopefully i'm not too annoying um and some of my other friends and family and other equestrians so that could be exciting also like, i feel like there's some like other equestrian topics that are really close to my heart that i'd love to talk about too because i feel like the last two have been very much about what I'm getting up to recently, which is probably, I feel like, I don't know, maybe the most interesting. Let me know. Uh, But anyway, I'm going to be off now. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, see you next time. Bye.